0: Welcome to Alternative Black, a show where I discuss the decay of capitalism, far-right violence, and what it will take to create our vision for a better world. Congressman Duncan Hunter recently released a disgusting smear ad about his opponent out of desperation to hold on to his hotly contested seat in California's 50th district. Today I am joined by my good friend and fellow resident of the district, Matt, to analyze Hunter's shameful strategy and the possibly dangerous implications that it could have on this race. Amar Kapanajar is working to infiltrate Congress. He's used three different names to hide his family's ties to terrorism. His
1: grandfather masterminded the Munich Olympic Massacre. His father said they deserve to die. A Palestinian-Mexican-Millennial Democrat named Amar Kapanajar doesn't get his support from the people of San Diego. He is being supported by CARE and the Muslim Brotherhood. This is a well-orchestrated plan. Amar Kapanajar, a risk we can't ignore. I'm Duncan Hunter, and I approve this message.
0: Today on the show, I'm joined by a guest. Would you like to introduce yourself?
1: Yeah. Hi, I'm Matt. I'm a resident of California's 50th district.
0: Today, we are going to be discussing the upcoming election in California's 50th district, where we will hopefully be getting rid of Duncan D. Hunter, who has been our congressman for a little bit now. But actually, we have had somebody named Duncan Hunter as our congressman for about 39 years because his father was elected in the 80s to uh, represent us, and we have had that legacy till now. So Duncan Hunter has recently made waves on the internet because he has, uh, well, two things, really. So first and foremost, there has been a scandal with Duncan recently where he has been accused of misappropriation of, I believe the initial estimate was somewhere around $60,000 in campaign funds, but now it's up to $250,000, and he has been indicted by the federal government And this is obviously something which has made him very vulnerable in our district. And as a response, Duncan has resorted to very racist, uh, sensationalist attacks on his opponent, Amar Kampanajar, who is a progressive Democrat, who is a former Obama aide and is now trying to challenge this seat in a pretty securely Republican district. It is skewed Uh, 13% lead Republican over Democrat as far as registered voters and so obviously Duncan has been very safe in the seat and his father was safe in the seat for a while now but for the first time it looks like that can actually be threatened. So why we are talking about Duncan today is I probably would have left him alone if it wasn't for the fact that he recently came out with a horrible ad. Uh, where he was slandering his opponent. Now, Matt, would you like to speak at all about this ad and how it made you feel as a resident of the district?
1: Yeah, so I was amazed when I saw it because I didn't think that he would go that far. It makes sense. Uh, Republicans are really trying to keep the House. And being an indicted congressman who could spend around two years in prison, even if he wins, he really has to pull out all the stops. In the ad, he accuses Amar Kampanajar of working to infiltrate Congress. He implies that he is a radical Muslim extremist, which is just factually incorrect because he's actually a Christian and he has been for a very long time. So watching the ad, I felt pretty disgusted by the amount of what can only be called racism that it takes to look at somebody who's from a Middle Eastern background and to resort to calling them a terrorist to defend yourself.
0: Now, while Duncan is obviously Resorting to some ridiculous tactics to try and secure his seat, there is a small amount of context for why he is implying that his opponent is a terrorist. So, Amar Kampanajar's grandfather actually was part of a Palestinian militant group which carried out a terrorist attack referred to as the Munich Massacre during the 1972 Summer Olympics, where they attacked 11 members, uh, attacked and killed 11 members of the Israeli Olympic team. So, this is why he is trying to say that Amar is a terrorist because in his family, there are some ties to terrorist attacks in the past. However, Amar has never actually met his grandfather and he has lived in the United States for the vast majority of life. He did live in Palestine for a couple of years, I believe from ages 9 to 12. But aside from that, he's just been a regular American since then and a Christian American at that. So it's obvious why Duncan would resort to this. Obviously, the conservatives are going to be grabbing at anything they can get to try and discredit their opponents, especially when they are facing such heavy charges like Duncan is currently. But this is the situation we're in. Now, Matt, can you tell me a little bit about California's 50th district and why it is that this attack might be particularly effective For that demographic?
1: So it's a very rural district that's conservative, as we kind of talked about. And it's been conservative for a long time. There's a lot of people here who feel very disillusioned with Washington and who have supported Duncan Hunter, especially for his support of Trump. People are pretty conservative here. People tend not to be super informed about politics. And I think the strategy is so effective because. Duncan Hunter knows that people can't wholeheartedly support him at this point. But what he can do is disqualify his opponent. And if he implies that he's a terrorist, then that could work.
0: Now, there is a certain amount of racial tension in the 50th district, as there is a fairly large population of people who immigrated here from the Middle East, primarily Iraq, and they are predominantly Christians. This group is uh, known as Chaldeans. And this group of people who came over to the city of El Cajon, primarily, they frequently are business owners. And there's
1: a lot of anti-Chaldean sentiment here that they're like cheaters and sort of like where uh, Republicans have convinced their base that Mexicans have come to take jobs. Here, a lot of Republicans believe that the Chaldeans have come to get unfair tax breaks and take over all the businesses. And that like white business owners would be doing better if it weren't for the Chaldeans here.
0: And very frequently, there is additional tension added to the situation because there are a fairly large amount of ignorant people in the 50th district who would assume that this group of people, because they are Middle Eastern, are Muslims. And it is actually a very popular sentiment. Regardless of whether or not they even know it's true, honestly, a lot of the times, it seems like a lot of people in the area just have attached their post-9-11 anti-Muslim sentiment to Chaldean people simply because they're from the Middle East, which obviously is horribly racist, but it is something that can add to the effectiveness of Duncan Hunter's ad, quite unfortunately. Also,
1: people are very pro-military here, and you see at the end of the ad he closes it out with a picture of him uh, in his uniform and when he was deployed. I think was it Iraq or Afghanistan? I'm not completely sure, but images like that are going to be really effective because they resonate with people who feel strongly about the military, and that's always been before Duncan Hunter was removed from all of the committees uh, pending the criminal investigation. He was known in Congress for working on military issues for expanding the military budget, and so people here really like that stuff and that's why he's presenting himself as somebody who's fought terrorists both in this election
0: and in actual war and one thing that i do think is very interesting is the fact that duncan is portraying this as himself the american defender uh, against a foreign invader meanwhile the only person who has invaded a foreign country actually would be duncan hunter and he is (laughs) he is loud and proud showing that at the end of his ad In uniform over there in the Middle East uh, participating in a pointless invasion which he signed up to join the military right after 9-11 and uh, and that is something that you will constantly hear people uh, pushing through that Duncan Hunter is a patriot and these are the reasons why he's a patriot and now this uh, amount of social capital as somebody who is a defender of American values is all he has to try and use to save himself at this point because his position is very threatened. There has not been a point in our lifetimes when this seat has been as vulnerable to the Democrats taking it than currently. And that's why Duncan is pulling out all the stops because he knows that this misappropriation of campaign funds is something that a lot of people are looking at very questionably. I mean, not even questionably. It's pretty obvious that he did it. Now, of course, Duncan Hunter has claimed that it was his wife who is responsible for using these campaign funds inappropriately. And he has largely tried to blame it a lot on his family, saying that the wrong credit card was used or a whole host of other excuses for what happened. But if you look into it, you can see that pretty obviously from a lot of the expenses, Duncan Hunter was definitely aware of what was going on. Let's get into some of those right now. One second,
1: real quick, before we get into what he actually wasted all this money on, which is insane. I want to talk a little bit about the idea that Duncan Hunter is this big patriot who supports the military and is fighting for Americans because his, the things that he said really go against that. Allegedly, uh, in the midst of this campaign finance scandal, his response was, tell the navy to go fuck themselves. And that was directed at his chief of staff when uh there was some questions about whether his campaign expenses were actually military or defense related. And similarly, when a former Navy secretary endorsed his opponent, he criticized that man's record and said that he was weak on defense. And so, Duncan Hunter more than anything is opportunistic. He doesn't actually care about the military.
0: That's a very good point, and you can definitely draw some parallels between Duncan Hunter, his rhetoric during this race, and then also just rhetoric that gives you a look into his character. Between him and Donald Trump, Duncan Hunter was actually one of the first congressmen to come out, I believe the very first congressman, to come out endorsing Donald Trump. And obviously there is a lot of similarities between personalities, and now it looks like between their strategies. Now, right off the bat, we can tell that Duncan Hunter is just somebody who is not particularly good with personal finances, as he and his wife, during a seven-year period covered in the indictment looking into his misappropriation of campaign funds, they overdrew their bank account more than 1,100 times, ringing up nearly $37,800 in overdraft charges. They had multiple maxed out credit cards and were charged $24,600 in interest and fees, (laughs) And Duncan Hunter allegedly used $59 in campaign cash for a pair of athletic shorts after uh, six insufficient fund fees and one overdraft fee on his family's bank account left it with a negative balance. So obviously this is not somebody who is good with personal finances in the first place. However, there are a lot of ridiculous things if you look into it that he was actually spending money on. It is alleged that Duncan Hunter spent $600 on a plane ticket to fly his family's pet rabbit to washington to be able to see his kids that i think is probably one of the most ridiculous charges we have in here however there is also around 1100 that were spent on steam games uh, video games on the computer platform steam which obviously we can see duncan hunter is a gamer and uh, i there's been some support online i've seen both ironically and a little bit unironically Uh, for Duncan Hunter because of the fact that he spent money on video games, $1,100 worth, about 60 games.
1: So, like, at least with Rabbit, it seems like he had good intentions. This one sort of goes back to whether his support of the military is really genuine. So, the hunters concealed and disguised the personal nature of many of their campaign expenditures. For example, buying personal clothing items at a golf course so that the purchase could be falsely reported as balls for the wounded warriors. So, I can't think of anything more ridiculous than claiming to be a patriot and then committing fraud by pretending that you're helping wounded veterans and actually you're buying yourself shorts.
0: Duncan Hunter is obviously a very disingenuous man. And I think I anybody who looks into these charges, anybody who's curious should go and look this up because this is pretty blatant pretty blatantly out there and i can't believe the republicans are still trying to run him they should have probably forced him out but honestly he can probably still win despite all of this but he is a very disingenuous person he's shown himself to be very self-serving i mean the comment the aforementioned comment where he said fuck the navy was in regards to them spending $14,200 on a vacation to italy which hunter allegedly tried to claim was a tour of a u.s. navy base Uh,
1: So on March 4th, Duncan Hunter spent $462.46 in campaign funds for 30 shots of tequila and a steak during a bachelor party. Uh, Do you want to talk about the drinking problem a little bit?
0: A letter from his attorney was sent to the United States Deputy Attorney General discussing the possible evidence for his case. And they they were addressing extramarital infidelity and excessive drinking. And the letter to his lawyer read, While there may be evidence of infidelity, irresponsibility, or alcohol dependence, once properly understood, the underlying facts do not equate to criminal activity. These allegations are, however, intended to embarrass and humiliate the congressman shortly before a crucial election, and also to alienate him from his wife, the only other person under investigation and his intended co-defendant. Now, on (laughs) side note... On the fact that this is something that might possibly alienate him from his wife, I think the fact that he tried to pawn off all of the blame for all of this, all of these uh, now hundreds of thousands of dollars of misused campaign funds onto her, I think that probably had a decent effect in alienating the two from each other, and also these alleged uh, charges of infidelity as well were probably doing more to more more harm to their relationship than the fact that people were coming out trying to use this us against him ahead of the race. Aside from that, Duncan Hunter is, as we've seen, allegedly somebody who has drinking problems or somebody who struggles with excessive alcohol consumption. And it seems that his lawyer even thinks that there is some amount of credibility to these charges. So that is not something that I think we can sweep under the rug. However, according to his lawyer, that is something that uh, does not need to be paid any attention to ahead of this election. Those are merely just personal attacks.
1: And even if we ignore whether he's fit to serve because of those things, the other big issue is even... The amount of time he could spend in prison is 22 months, is the estimate that I saw. And that's 22 months that he wouldn't be representing the 50th district. So we would essentially have no say in the House of Representatives. And that's not something that I think anybody here would want.
0: I don't exactly know what the Republicans' plan is for this election, because obviously it's clear that Duncan Hunter could probably still win this election. I mean, it's a pretty strong political dynasty that they have established in this district. And he still has a very large base of voters in the area who probably really don't care about any of this. Honestly, I mean, most of the people who are going to be going out voting for Duncan Hunter are presumably also Trump supporters. And I think we've seen that a lot of these people do not care about any any signs of issues with personal integrity in their candidates, what they care about at the end of the day is winning. And Duncan Hunter can win and is most likely to win. And the polls are still showing him, while more vulnerable than ever, they still show him favored to win this election. So it is still a long shot for Amar to go forward. But if Amar does lose, Duncan Hunter does win, I don't know where they're going to go with this because it is looking like they really want Duncan Hunter. I mean, the in this indictment, they are really gearing up to try and take him down. And there's a lot of evidence against him. And so he is most likely going to face some sort of legal repercussions for this. And once he gets locked up, hashtag lock him up, I don't know what the Republicans are going to do for a replacement because they, they don't have anybody groomed to be the next person to succeed Duncan Hunter. They've just been relying on this political dynasty for all this time. So if Duncan Hunter does win this election but then goes down in this indictment afterwards. I don't know where they're going to go from here. They don't really have anybody primed to replace him yet.
1: I think it's a short-term strategy because the Republicans definitely would prefer not to lose the House right now. And there's about 60 seats that are close enough that uh, there's a serious chance that they'll flip, right? And so if Duncan Hunter loses here, it's... A bad omen for the future for the midterm elections in general and if the Republic it's the blue wave that they're really worried about and I think the plan is just don't let a Democrat in and we'll do whatever it takes to prevent that from happening
0: well they're definitely digging their heels into the sand here and Amar Kampanajar is somebody who is not just a Democrat but somebody who can be characterized as a more progressive Democrat he's a young candidate Uh, He is somebody who does represent a person of uh, marginalized communities. He is Palestinian and Mexican. And he is also somebody who's posing himself to be the new face of the district and somebody who would join this new progressive wing of Democrats that we are seeing across the country gaining more and more traction. He would be somebody who would be supporting more so the coalition of Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, and these people who are DSA-endorsed candidates who are winning elections all across the country. So this is what Amar would be representing. And uh, this is just an opportunity, uh, an unforeseen opportunity for the Democrats to be able to flip this seat. And under other circumstances, it would probably be a much easier fight for them to do this. But the fact that Duncan Hunter has so much name recognition in the district means that there is still an uphill battle for Amar Campanajar to go on, but it does look like at present, it's conceivable that the polls are not caught up with the demographic changes that we're seeing in the area with the large shifts in attitude that could possibly be happening in light of all these charges coming out against Duncan Hunter and the possibility that people are actually disgusted with this ad. I mean, I know there are definitely people in California's 50th district who are okay with how he characterized his opponent, but I know just personally from talking to people and especially younger people There are a decent amount of voters or potential voters who are willing to show out and vote out Duncan Hunter because of the fact that he is somebody who's shown himself to be Islamophobic, to play on so many disgusting racist stereotypes. And the fact that he is somebody who has a voting record that a lot of people are not happy with, things like supporting the Defense of Marriage Act and supporting large increases in military spending. Just a lot of younger voters in the district are probably ready to show out and try and vote Duncan out. But I'm not I am not very hopeful of that situation happening. But I would still encourage everybody who is eligible to vote in this district to go and oppose this man if you think that his rhetoric and his voting record is something that we should not be okay with.
1: And yeah, we talked about it a little bit. Um, our camp in a jar is a great candidate the DSA San Diego characterized him as the only progressive candidate that's running uh in this area right now not in this race but in the entire Southern California house races and if you compare uh Amar Campanajars positions on the issues with Duncan Hunter's voting record it's really um it shouldn't even be a question because if you take an issue like climate change right now that's so important Duncan Hunter doesn't think that the EPA should be able to regulate greenhouse gas emissions. So with a congressman like Duncan Hunter, we're not going to make any progress in combating climate change. Uh, Duncan Hunter said that gay people shouldn't be protected by hate crime legislation, which is just such an immoral, deeply wrong position that I don't understand how anyone could vote for him.
0: One thing that I think is important to look at, especially in light of the events that transpired last week, the multiple white nationalist, far-right terrorist, fascistic terrorist attacks that were carried out in this country is the fact that the rhetoric that is being used by Duncan Hunter is the same rhetoric that has been used by Donald Trump and inspired people who use that rhetoric, went online, posted about it, got very angry, and eventually got fed up and decided to do something like send 14 bombs to prominent Democrats and liberal public figures, or go into a Jewish synagogue and kill 11 people because you claim to hate all Jews and claim that they are supporting immigrants who are coming over here and invading this country and attacking white people. This is the same rhetoric that Duncan Hunter is using And it's the same rhetoric that so many conservatives we're seeing across the country are just taking their masks off and truly showing who they are. And they aren't afraid to do this. And Duncan Hunter is somebody who I think we can safely say it could be potentially stirring up white nationalist sentiment, uh, terrorist sentiment in the district. Because obviously we know that the Republicans' Fox News is radicalizing people. People are truly being radicalized by the Republican Party and their mainstream media platforms, and then also their online platforms. And Duncan Hunter is somebody who is going to contribute to that sentiment at a time which is very sensitive, as we are seeing now 5,000 troops, I believe, being sent to the border by the federal government to um, intervene with this migrant caravan that's on its way and Duncan Hunter being a congressman for one of San Diego's districts, this is something that potentially could have very dangerous implications. These are the very areas where these migrants are going to be going first. When they are first stepping foot in America, this is where they're going to be in districts like Duncan's. And for us to have somebody who's out here implying that his opponent, who uh, coincidentally being somebody who's both Middle Eastern and Mexican, somebody who is potentially Uh, not even potentially, he is directly saying that this is somebody who is a threat to our nation, even going out and finding three retired generals to come to his side and claim that Amar is a threat to this country's security. It's just, it's very scary at this time for us to have somebody like this in power. And these are the exact types of people who we cannot allow to influence voters and to represent voters and go on and encourage the same right-wing white nationalist racist sentiment that has resulted in numerous people getting killed in the last week alone.
1: Definitely. And then think about what would happen if. Amar Kampanajar wins, and then we have a decent amount of people in the district who think that um, radical Muslim terrorists has infiltrated Congress. It wouldn't be surprising at all to see somebody take violent action if that's what their beliefs are. And so it's so deeply irresponsible of Duncan Hunter to say these things, especially at the current moment in time. I think uh, maybe Duncan Hunter doesn't understand what it's like to be a regular person because you look at the fact that he voted no uh, for maternity leave and then when he's in financial trouble he can just move in with his parents he can be homeless and still live in a really nice place because he's just been spoon-fed his whole life
0: very interesting point yes of course Duncan Hunter has had to sell his house in light of Um, in light of his legal battles and in trying to fund his legal battles, he has had to use a lot of his campaign funds to even defend himself. And now he has had to sell his house and who knows where Duncan can turn next, but obviously he does have a very strong safety net for him to fall back on when he fucks up. And now Duncan Hunter is now Duncan Hunter looks like a wounded animal and he's lashing out uh, by any means necessary to try and just slander his opponent and try to not even not regain credibility attempt to make the credibility of his opponent more the main focus of the discussion than the fact that he is a criminal because ultimately that is the situation we're in duncan hunter has been exposed for being a criminal And he doesn't know what to do about it because he's been getting away with this all this time. And he's somebody who's grown up in very privileged circumstances. And he doesn't know how to deal with punishment like that. So now he's lashing out. He's saying all this racist shit. And he's had to get as desperate as he can to try and hold on to this election. Because the Republicans, they need him to keep the seat. I'm sure if they had somebody to possibly replace him, if they had somebody tapped to replace him that was prepared to go on and win this race they would get rid of him first thing possible because he is a real liability. He is a threat to their optics right now. And Duncan Hunter is the latest Republican to be caught up in some scandalous behavior. And now the only hope for the GOP, for this district, is to hang on to Duncan Hunter. And I mean, that shows really the desperation of the entire party, not just Duncan, because they have to cling on to this candidate who has shown themselves to be a criminal, to have misused his campaign funds to fund uh his personal extravagant lifestyle and now he's being exposed and he's being indicted and there's not really anything that they can say to defend against this so what they have is to cling onto whatever they have to sling at his opponent amar so in closing i think it's very obvious that duncan hunter is somebody who needs to be dethroned in his district and somebody who hopefully we can replace with a much more progressive left-leaning candidate. Even though it is a traditionally historically red district, it looks like we finally have the opportunity to go and flip it blue, and hopefully that's something we're able to accomplish. But Duncan Hunter still poses a very big threat in this race, and honestly, personally, I think there's a decent chance that he will still win. I think the voters of East County San Diego, of his district, are still willing to support him, despite the fact that he is a criminal, shown himself to be criminal, shown himself to be, uh, shown himself to steal money from the military, steal money from the taxpayers, make disparaging comments about the military, not take personal responsibility for when he messes up, trying to blame it on his wife, trying to blame, trying to blame it on whoever he can, or trying to claim that the situation, which obviously shows that he is not somebody who can be trusted as a public official is something that should not be factored in and is just partisan attacks on him in this upcoming election but obviously this is information that people do need to take into account when they go to vote because next week is when this vote is happening and duncan hunter is shown himself to be scared in this moment and be vulnerable despite the fact that he still has that family dynasty that's keeping his seat pretty safe he is at this point in time, scared. Duncan Hunter looks scared probably for the first time that a Duncan Hunter in this race has looked scared for this entire time that the Duncan Hunter name has ruled over this district. So I would encourage everybody listening to this podcast who lives in the 50th district, for next week to show up and try and vote out Duncan Hunter, because this is the best opportunity that we're going to have to get rid of him and flip this district blue in a long time. And this is the best chance we've had since his father came into office so many years ago. Now, Matt, if you could describe Duncan Hunter in uh, a couple words, what would you use? Liar, racist, criminal. I think that's a very accurate summary of Duncan Hunter, and I don't think anybody looking at this race could really disagree with that. I mean, uh, his racist supporters might disagree with that, but we don't really care what they think anyway. So everybody who is of the right mind looking at this election, who has the opportunity to do something for this election, please look into Amar Kampanajar, and if you find that his platform is something that you can agree with... I would urge you to show up and vote for him because Duncan Hunter is somebody who is going to sow the seeds for very dangerous ideas and attitudes towards Mexican and Middle Eastern people who live in the district. And we have seen that there are harsh repercussions when politicians go out and use this rhetoric, posing people as being a national security threat white nationalist lone wolves will take it into their hands to try and deal with the security threat themselves. And we would not want to see any one of those attacks in this district. And Duncan Hunter is doing nothing but continuing to endanger the people who live in this district by using this rhetoric. Thank you for listening. Alternative Black is available on iTunes and SoundCloud. Please rate five stars and subscribe on iTunes and like on SoundCloud to help the show grow. If you want to hear more from me, you can find me on Twitter at ALT underscore BLAC, and this show will be updated with new episodes on a weekly basis. Thank you.